1: Hello, hello. Welcome to Home is Where Hallmark Is, episode 16. I'm Liz Belici. I'm here with the lovely Amber Tuesley. And today, we have some really cool stuff you, I think. My favorite thing, being big that we're starting. How are you, Miss Amber?
2: I'm am doing great. I'm ready for this weekend to start? Ugh. It's been a long week.
1: Ugh. It has been. It has been a very long week, I feel.
2: Yes, it's been a very long week, and just been looking forward to relaxing this weekend and watching some movies, and excited that my show's coming back on tonight. So excited about that!
1: Good show. My
2: show that they took live PD off, but now they've brought it back, and it's on reels, and it's on. It's called. Patrol
1: now, or something, so I have to watch it. My mom loved that show, did she? Cynthia loves that show. I think my brother got us started watching it because she liked um, some cop shows, and she just thought the people were so um, insane.
2: They are, there's a lot of insane things that happen on it.
1: And you just a lot of
2: crazy like, things.
1: Holy heck! Like yeah. I watched it a few times, and it was always entertaining. Um,
2: oh, it always is entertaining.
1: Very crazy way. Like, um, but yeah, I remember them. I remember it was a big, um, not scandal, but a big issue when they took it off because people people really loved that show. They re- changed its name, right?
2: Yeah, it's now um, Patrol Now or something. I can't remember. I've got it set to record, so. So what do we have this week? We have some news, which there's not much news. (laughs) We have
1: a yawning uh, co-host. I have one piece of news that in all the Googling we have done uh, about um. Hallmark in the last couple of weeks, this has not come up, but um, the Hallmark Queen, or one of them, Lacey Chabert, and Hector Rivera, who looks super familiar, and I have to Google him, um, I can't tell you what he's been in, are going to be in a movie um, on Hallmark Queens and Mysteries next month, with no air date yet, based on the best-selling novel Groundswell by Katie Lee Feigl. Um, The story is an Atlanta chef, I think she's played a chef before, named Emma, who on the heels of a personal and professional setback, travels to Hawaii, where she meets a reclusive surf instructor named Ben, whose lessons help her to regain her footing. So maybe once we finish these reviews or in between them, we can grab this book and read it so that we can compare it to um, the show and see how much they changed it. Katie Lee. Oh, it's Katie Lee from the Food Network that wrote the book. Oh, cool! Jason's girlfriend, no? though. Yeah. Is that the one? Katie Lee. She was married okay. to um. She was married to what's his name? The Piano Man.
2: The Piano Man?
1: <laughs> I don't know. You're talking she? You know who I mean? No, I the, don't. Yes, you do. The singer. What's his name? <laughs> you I
2: don't know. know who you're talking
1: about. You don't know who the piano man is? He sings the, he plays the song, the piano man. Oh my God. What is his name? Piano man. Hold on. I don't know who you're
2: talking about. Billy Joel. She was married to Billy Joel.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, she makes a cameo and she's executive producing it. So that is something to... Um, look forward and holly robinson pete and kaylee bryant will start in the journey ahead uh an all-new original movie that's coming also in august and pete plays madeline a famous hollywood actress that's not a stretch and sarah <laughs> bryant a wilderness expert embark on a cross-country trip together that's kind of like the female version of um the one that luke perry was in the road trip has a rocky start, but the two get to know each other uh, they soon discover more common ground, unexpectedly help each other face their past mistakes. Oh, I'm going to like that one. because it's not necessarily a romance. It's it's real. That looks really good. There's
2: um, always romance somewhere, though.
1: You know, there's a guy in the picture. They completely they completely left the other lady out. So oh. <laughs> it's going to be. Um, I, I have to send you a link because it doesn't say his name and I have to Google it. I'll Google it more for next week. That looks like it's going to that sounds like it's going to be good. I like her. I've always liked. Um, um, Holly Robinson. So that and she's a she's a staple on walk on as well. So maybe we will get this book and um, read it so we can compare it to the movie. And, it's, and it definitely sounds something like walk would do um, a chef, blah, 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 you know, who meets some random woodsy person, the opposite of her. I didn't read the book, so I don't, so I don't know. You
2: have to send it to me.
1: Yeah, so I will send that. I will send that link to you, and we'll check out. Uh, check out that book. But like you said, there really has not been a lot of home news. Um, out there. You no. should get to read the book since it's his girlfriend, and he can. <laughs> and watch it, and he can join us.
2: He will watch it. Protest like, no. though.
1: <laughs> You're like no.
2: But I watch like enough YouTube videos that he likes,
1: so. We'll see. We'll both we'll have to convince with the two of us. But we'll, <laughs> the two, of us, with the two
2: of us, he has no chance.
1: Right? I'll be like, why are you being so mean to my Amber? And the day he introduced us. Yeah,
2: he he, he does. He, I think he regrets it, because I tell him all the time, you know, she, you know, all it takes take is one phone call to Liz and oh my she god let me cover up whatever
1: it was so funny because the other day he um he messaged me when he's like come get your bestie i'm like why what are you doing to- <laughs> like why what are you doing to-? he's like oh my god can you ever take take my side i'm like no longer sir <laughs> no <laughs> he
2: has no chance <laughs>
1: Okay, so that brings us to the preview. What do we have coming up um, this week in Christmas in July?
2: We have Christmas in Toyland and it comes on the 23rd, which is tomorrow. This will be a day behind, so it'll come on the day after this releases. Um, At 8 PM, it's called Christmas in Toyland. It stars Vanessa, I'm going to murder this last name, Ling Lingies and Jess Hutch. And it's a Toy Store data analysis now anau- <laughs> I can't talk today. A toy store a toy store data analysis attempts to save hundreds of jobs right before Christmas to help keep the store, the in-store experience alive. So I think it's gonna be one of those um Let's save something, as usual. This one might be a little bit more yeah. um, cookie cutter, as we would say.
1: I think so. Have you seen the preview for
2: it? Yes, I've seen a few of them.
1: Yeah, the preview, um, definitely, the preview looks cute, but it definitely screams... Um, not. I don't mean it's going to be bad, but it definitely seems like it's the cookie cutter. Things we usually see in the Christmas movies.
2: Yes. Yes, it does seem very, very, very the regular. Which I'm hoping, you know, because I think who was it that came out? Was it our was it our man that came out and said that they were trying to get away from it? Was it Ryan Pavey? They were trying to get away from that.
1: It was Ryan. Ryan said that they were trying to get away from the the cookie cutter ones. I mean, understandably, they're going to have some because that formula, um works for them and we enjoy them a lot of people out there uh enjoy them so i think a freshening up of it will be interesting
2: yeah this guy seems i don't know if he's done a lot um looks like he had a couple of small parts on dark angel on fox okay um he starred in A romantic comedy called My Boyfriend's Dogs with Erica Christensen and Let It Snow with Candace Cameron Bray, True Justice for Reels, and A College Hunk and About a Girl for the N Network, which I don't even know what that is. And then he had some small roles on Once Upon a Time, Almost Human, American Dreams, Smallville, and Kyle XY. Looks like he was in an episode of Heartland, too. Okay. I love that show.
1: Yeah, he's probably, I haven't never seen it, but i only heard good things. He's probably, he's um. probably known to a lot of different faces, which I like. They pull people from a lot of different types of shows.
2: They do. I think that's one of the good things about um, Hallmark, is they get people from different like different genres, different, um, just different things, and I knew I recognized this girl, this Vanessa, she played, got a a reoccurring, reoccurring, sh- uh, thing on Glee as Sugar Moto, and I knew I knew, I knew I knew her, but I couldn't figure <laughs> out where, I don't remember her being on that show, but that's where she, I would have known her
1: from. She was in the early seasons. You know, for the longest time, and it shows that we don't really look anything up. She, for the longest time, I was like, I know her. I know her. I've liked the movies I've seen with her in them. Sugar was the rich girl that she the <clears> thing. <throat> oh, okay. She kind
2: of had a. It was her and.
1: um. She had some good God. stuff on. Yeah, she wasn't as bitchy as they really wanted to think she was.
2: Yeah. But I mean it looks I mean other than it looks like it's going to be very cookie header about the way the plot is I think it's going to be a cute one it, the previews look really really cute so hoping that it's not too same old same old.
1: Right. So mm-hmm. did you get to watch Campfire Christmas?
2: I did. I did watch Campfire Christmas. I did. And, uh first i was not real sure about it um but i i ended up liking it towards the end i had issues with the girl peyton the main character because i felt like she was really 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 mean to thomas who was played by corbin blue and but you find out you kind of find out later on why and i wish they would have said that at first because i was really harsh on her at first cuz i just really didn't like her cuz she was like mean to him i wish they would have explained what happened at the beginning instead of waiting like till almost the end for you to find out why she was so mean to him
1: i agree because you had a hard time thinking like why do we want to um care <laughs> you know yeah why do- why do we want them you know together like she's being i think she could have had a conversation with somebody earlier or they since it started in the past i think they could have you know included that
2: yeah so i guess what what we probably should say is um this was a different type movie it was a christmas movie but it was set in a I would say a summer camp where they would have a week in the summer in July that they would celebrate Christmas. But and I guess it was like a right. family tradition. It was a family-owned camp. Um and Taylor or Peyton, I most called her by her name. Peyton, who is the main character, who is the um, daughter of the owners of the camp, um, yeah. she's now an adult and um she's going back to have this last little week of christmas in july um, with her former bunk mates i guess you'd call them i don't know what you'd call them um for like you know to because her parents have now decided to sell the camp so i guess peyton and thomas which is paid by corbin blue they kind of had a thing back in the day and now they're coming back you've known they broke up because they haven't been together but they don't really tell you why and that's what we were kind of talking about because they don't tell you why Peyton is not giving this guy a chance you can kind of see he wants a chance right but she won't give it to him and I you know and it makes her very 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 hard to root for I felt what do you think
1: I agree um she was i just found her annoying um in the beginning and un- unlikable um
2: i felt like at the beginning and i don't know if you even felt. This, see you had six main characters well i would call six main characters you had two really but i call them six you know rotating people you had peyton who was the main girl um thomas who was her boyfriend from i would say they're probably high school age wouldn't you think yeah you had beckett who was the friend um and then you had her best friend which was kate which was janice Mm -hmm. and then her boyfriend dave and then you had this other guy named chris who was kind of on the outskirts of the friend group of the Mm -hmm. five um i struggled with pretty much everybody at first Other than Thomas. I felt like Beckett was kind of (laughs) mean. To Chris. Like he was very very hateful. Like he kept on just talking about. How he was a soap star. I do theater. He's a soap star. And I'm like what does it matter? It's still acting.
1: Right. Right. And I I think that went back to where he said. Like he never got his like. You know camp crush. Um. I think and I think I think they took the oh, if a person's so mean to you, they're into you like too far, like they're adults. You know, like if if it was a teen show, okay, I would have um overlooked it, but I think they look I think they took that one a little too far with yes. that with that couple. And what I didn't like, well, not that I didn't like it, but I thought it was different is that like she we, we called it, she decided that she was gonna we said that she would quit her job and you know decide to run it but the parents are like "Yep, too bad we already,
2: we already sold it but i think it was kind of neat though because she sold it you know they're selling it to somebody who um wants to run right. it into a christmas tree farm which i think is pretty cool right not like some fancy ruin the town
1: or you know whatever but i thought that was a nice little twist because we always see that you know the kid is like excuse me, Um, like in Coyote Coyote Creek Christmas, wants to run it and things like that. But this movie had, like, everything for Christmas. They had, um, uh, what did they have? They had Capture the Wreath, Decorate Your Cabin, A Snowball Fight, A Pageant in July. Yeah. They had
2: the gingerbread houses with the house everything
1: that they throw in these Christmas movies they had all in this one um which was which was kind of cute I thought it was silly that she's like oh we don't celebrate Christmas you know because we celebrated in July like we know whatever um but I get it and she's a writer's assistant you know and she hasn't you know her boss wants her to rewrite her her manuscript and she can't find her you know, ideas, but then she decides to write about, <gasps> shockingly, you know, Camp Evergreen and Christmas in Christmas in July.
2: Yeah, cause um, she found the history of it, and her grandmother, I think, is who opened it. Mm-hmm. And I like that part of it. Um, I felt like her boss was just a real bitch, because she was like, she was like, you know, yeah i I think it's a great idea and yes it's your family's you know camp but we're going to have this other person write it and come to find out it was because she didn't want to she didn't want to lose her as an assistant Mm -hmm. that's a horrible horrible, awful boss (laughs)
1: There are people like that. And when she passed on the book, I felt that it was like just to keep her at that. And I would think she was emotional but justified to quit the job because the lady just did not want her to advance in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. yeah. So then, you, you know,
2: it's. It was just. I struggled with the characters at first. And then towards the end, you know, I really, really liked them. I still wasn't too fond of Peyton, but I liked her a lot more. Had they put the part of why she was so angry with him, right? I would have felt a lot better. Like if they would have showed that, but I don't. I, unless I missed it, I don't feel like they did. And then Beckett hitting you over the head with the whole, you know, I'm better than you are because I do theater and you do soaps, and I, I didn't like that um but they they kind of redeemed their i like their little love story um that they had going on and then you had janice and dave who were already married and then their little story was you know they wanted to start kids but you know dave was afraid mm-hmm. you know of being a father or whatever oh, which I, I, it, I could done without their story, but I kind of felt like you needed the extra characters, Um, Mm -hmm. but I liked it. I liked the movie. I just wish they would have showed what happened at the beginning instead of waiting towards the end.
1: I think one issue I had with it, and it's relatively minor, is that while I didn't mind that there were so many characters because it was a camp, you know, thing. Um the um, I don't think everybody needed to have such an intense story. Does that make sense? Like everybody had yeah, yeah it was like a little bit of overkill. Like you couldn't really concentrate on um each story, because like, you didn't know who to feel for more, like you were more into like one story than right. the other. I think that detracted just a tiny bit.
2: What would you give it out of ten?
1: Seven and a half, I think, because I I had to, I recorded it. I I wasn't able to watch it when it was on, um, because I wasn't home. And I actually was like, ugh, about it. I was like, I I don't think I'm in the mood to watch this, and so I had to start it again and yeah i have to do that to myself too because it's annoying me um as a half.
2: <laughs> seven and a half. i would give it a six um because yeah. i felt like the most likable character was thomas mm-hmm. um other than that i mean i liked beckett but because of the overhanded comments about mm-hmm. you know i'm better than you are or whatever i did not like him at first. Um Chris was probably one of the nicest people in in the thing and Janice and Dave were probably the sweetest. So I mean I just really struggled with those main two characters, Beckett and Peyton. So I that's why I give it a six. I felt like
1: it, if I had high, high hopes for it, I think, so that like diminished it the com- the concept was so cute.
2: It was a very, very cute concept and you know. Just if Beckett hadn't been so, you know, down on that. And maybe that just came from him liking him and not wanting to say that. But I like you said, it was like the old well, you're mean to the ones that you like. You know, you tug the girls pigtails that you like, but I just it didn't come across that way for me.
1: Not at all. So I got the hiccups all of a sudden. So one thing I want to say is sorry that I am still watching the Christmas in July movies. I, I keep it on as, as I've said. And this is a case of when I first saw it, I don't even think I finished wa- excuse me, finished watching it because I oh my gosh, because I was like, eh. But oh my god. This is from 2020. And it's called, called Good Morning Christmas with Sweeney and Sweeney and Mock. Blockus, who I, who played, he played Brian Knight, and she, oh my God, I'm so sorry, she played Melissa Mary. Great, I'm going to hiccup up to this whole thing.
2: I've seen it.
1: And um, they, it's are, they are two squabbling TV ho- hosts to send to a festive small town over Christmas while pretending to get along for the sake of appearances. Appearance, appearances, they discover there's more to each other than they thought. So he's leaving, and it's going to be their last um. Excuse me, week or so, and they're sent to this little town, and they're kind of tricked by their producer to participate in all of the little things, like a skating event and a gingerbread thing and a gift wrapping thing. You know, excuse me, all sorts of cute um, stuff. And I won't get into it too much, but it's a case of the first time I saw it, which was actually last year. It wasn't in twenty twenty. Excuse me, trying to get rid of these hiccups. <laughs> um,
2: you name me to scare you? <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. But you can't tell me now.
1: <laughs> you can't do it now, rather. So, um, I was like, eh, whatever. I'm, not like, really into it. But now I watched it, and I really enjoyed it. I, you know, obviously, sometimes you watch a movie and you're just not into it, you know, for whatever reason. But I really liked it. These two characters went well together, and they looked like they went together. Like, their ages matched. And, you know what I mean? And they were in the same career, which not that that matters. That, that happens a lot in in the movies. But the two characters looked really good together. They had a lot of um, charm and chemistry together. They played well off together when they were supposed to like be fighting or frustrated with each other. And it was just a bit more mature rather than
0: goofy.
2: Yes. Yes, I would yeah. agree. Because I've seen it, I think, a couple of times and i mainly watched it because um you know paul lucas played uh riley Finn on buckets of vampire slayer so i've liked him since then but um and of course you know i've always loved Allison and sweeney because sammy's like my favorite character on days of our lives it just um, went out again yeah she-, she came back and then now she's gone again <laughs> She did a couple, of, you know, I think about a month or so or two. I mean, she literally was there for maybe two or three weeks on like the oh, show.
1: Okay, I didn't realize. I thought maybe she was there for a long time, and I didn't. I didn't yeah, realize. she
2: showed back up after you know Lucas hit her in a dungeon for months, and she mm-hmm. came back, and um she was supposed to marry him, and he she didn't know that he was the one that put her in the dungeon.
1: Oh my god! I would love to see more of um, Lucas Fluckus. I apologize. Um, in Hallmark movies, he was really good. He was quite. He was quite entertaining. I I would love to see him in um in another one.
2: I think he's been in a couple though, actually. Yeah,
1: he has. Now that I'm looking at him, but um, Good Morning Christmas, a Holiday for Heroes. That's probably something.
2: He usually plays, like, the... Season for Love. Military.
1: (laughs) Season for Love. Oh, Miss Christmas. There's one called Miss Christmas. I haven't seen that one, I don't think. I I think I... Oh, Operation Christmas. That's the other one that I know him from. Operation Christmas.
2: Yes, yes. That one's really, really good. That one was on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries last year. And I love that one. He plays a really, really really good good. character.
1: That was a really good one. But I've, I've only seen him in, like, maybe, like, two... Oh, they were in another one together in 2016. I've never seen this one. I have to find it. The Irresistible Blueberry Farm. Oh, I always skip this one when it's on. Now I have to watch it.
2: What one is it? A, it
1: the Irresistible Blueberry Farm. A young woman receives a letter that a deceased grandmother requests she hand deliver to a man and her grandmother a letter to a. A young woman receives a letter that her deceased grandmother requests she hand deliver to a man in her grandmother's childhood home in Maine. She, be, I've seen it, but I've never wa- like I've seen it on, but I've never watched it. I'm gonna have to watch it now. Just, I thought they were really good together, and it's the same two people. Alrighty then, see what you learn. We new every day. Yes. Yeah, sorry, I got distracted by
2: something on Twitter.
1: <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so. Yeah, so every that's...
2: year we go to Halloween Horror Nights, and they just tweeted like a little gift, whatever you call gift, whatever you call, um, as like a little teaser. But I mean, it wasn't very um, didn't really tell anything. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: that brings us to um, your watching of Swine, so Sealed, and Delivered which was what is considered one of the most poignant of the of the film series um signed, sealed, and delivered for christmas um it unfolds obviously as christmas at christmas as the festivals prepare to celebrate their, for their their first christmas together but their plans are changed when a mysterious man um jordan marley marley haha uh-huh. um <laughs> they're not they very subtle john Marley. um presents them with one last letter that must be delivered before Christmas, but unlike the 20,000 other letters, the Postables have diligent work to process over the course of the previous month. This one is from a little girl, Hannah, who wrote a letter to God. Um, what did you think of it?
2: Um, Let's see. Okay, so the first movie I watched, and I watched it and I liked it, but I didn't really get the whole obsession with the Postables. Mhm-, I just didn't get it. Watch this one today. Totally get what people are obsessed with the series right um, Of course, you know, Oliver for me, is a major pull because I just feel like he is that old soul in you know a younger man's body, and there's just no you know he's got that little bit of Frank Sinatra. You know look to him is it's how i would explain it how i would, you know that old hollywood gangster kind of not really gangster but that old hollywood look um to him and that's always been like a major you know attraction for me i like those type of characters and um but like i've talked about on here before i am a christian but i'm very not you know i'm not one of those Thump over your head, crap. You know, I'm not like that. Never have been. <laughs> I run more towards the middle than anything. So, um, it kind of like touched my heart a lot on this one because I feel like it was there, but I didn't feel like it, like the story just kind of, you know, so, you know, the Jordan guy shows up and the postables are there and, um, he gives them a letter they go to this party and i'll be honest at first i did not like jordan i'm not a huge fan of rob estes Mm -hmm. never have been i've never liked him um really in anything he's ever done i don't know why
1: don't hold back tell me
2: me i think it goes back to melrose place i think he was on melrose place back in the day back in the nineties and he was a bad guy or something. And I just, I just ever since then I just don't like him. There's some people that play characters I do not like. There's one character I do not like that Hillary Swank kid person. I hate her. Do not like her at all. I hate anything. I will not watch anything she's in. Just can't stand her. But I don't know why I'm like that with certain people, but I just am. And I've not been a huge fan of his, but this movie made me like him. Um because you know they find out they've got this letter they've got to figure out you know who to you know deliver it to so they can help this girl. Turns out it's a girl whose mom has been put in the hospital. She's pregnant and she's sick, and they don't know what's wrong with her. Um, she, the little girl's dream is for her mother to see her play the shepherd in the um, nativity um, program, and you know they have to take her to a special hospital. Put her in the hospital. The only clue they have is. Um, the hospital is in what was it? Denver. Mm-hmm. Is that where they're at? Hospital yeah. in Denver, and the hotel beside of it has a pool, an indoor pool. So they finally figure out what hospital it is, and they find this girl and her mom and her dad. And um, the whole time, the main you know Shane, who's it's Shane in it, the main character, the girl. Mm-hmm. Um. She is very cynical. You see that in the first one, but more so in the second one. Yeah. She's not a fan of Christmas. She doesn't really believe in God. She's very cynical, very jaded, um, as you would be, you know, because her father left her when she was wrong and never came back. You would be very jaded, I feel like. Um, you don't find out till later on, more to the story, to that. So, she's very cynical. And, you know, the whole time, Oliver's saying, well, you know, God did send us to help her make her dream that she had, you know, the one that she wanted of her mom to see her, you know, play the shepherd in the pageant. And um, so they find the girl, they help her kind of create like a thing. And this whole time, the Jordan character, who is the guy that gave them the first letter with the little girl, has another letter that's really, really old. He gives it to Oliver to find to deliver it. So, Oliver is trying to find out who he's supposed to give this letter to. It's about a little girl whose dad left. You don't find out till the end when Shane is explaining to him, Oliver, what happened to her when she was a kid. Oliver finally figures out that that letter is the letter that Shane wrote to God. Back when she was a kid, about her dad leaving, and that like made me want to ball like a thousand million tears, like that I was like, "You've got to be kidding me, so you know, and she kind of gets a little aggravated about it, and then you know he kind of explains to her, you know God did send you know you did get the letter when you needed it, you did get it when you needed it, but you know and and it kind of goes back to. A lot of people question, like, why? you know, I've had people ask me, before, why do you believe in God? Well, you know, there's so many bad things in this world. <laughs> why do you believe in God? You know, it's the bad with the good. You still have free will. You still make things happen. Things are still going to happen because people have free will. But, you know, God puts people in your lives to do things. And that this whole was about, that's how I felt the whole movie was about. God puts certain people in your life to heal you with things um, and I just it really struck a nerve with me I really love the movie I understand why people love it now um, I was not you know I was really I was watching them to make you happy Liz
1: you were you were <laughs> I, have, I have Outlander queued up and I'm going to watch it um, I will start it this um, coming week so even though it's not very Hallmarky. We will.
2: <laughs> no, not on Maggie
1: at all. Talk about it all, on here, um, and I will. I will be I am putting all of my um, if about it from listening to some of the radio audio books out of my head. I
2: would say <laughs>
1: that spec-
2: Outlander probably makes Fifty
1: Shades of Grey look like vanilla. <laughs> so <it'll> be off <laughs> I guess I don't. I don't know the do but. Um, <laughs> So, with the postables, I like this the spirituality in it. Um, but it's it's relative it's not subtle, is the wrong word, but it doesn't hit you over the head Oh, you have to believe in this. you know It's not no. in the way it does it. Um, it's because the four of them do all um believe in some way or the other, but even when they don't, they don't hold it against each other. You know, there's no judgment to those um, who don't. The part where Oliver talked about the angel that came to him and um, a tree formed from the rock, you know, and um, he decorated it. They decorated it. That was heart-wrenching. I love that. And then at the the end, the tree, the familiar tree was um, there. One of just a talk about other little pieces of it when even though it was very um early on the relationship with shane and oliver when he was jealous (laughs) over marley you know you start to yeah that was super cute you start to see the different aspects of their personalities come out and how difficult it is for him to act on those things and i think it's uh important to see a professional man who's respectful and has a life you know and while in one way you're you know manly you know and and everything will also be like hesitant you know because quite often the hesitancy is shown in like creepy ways you know what I mean And and
2: he's just very right he's very respectful very kind very, you know, gentleman, I guess is what you would call it. Um, not necessarily, but I, he's just a genuinely nice guy. Like he's just a very respectful guy. Um mm-hmm. very old values I almost feel like. Like very you know, he
1: yeah, has some more but he's not But in this, he's very, he's written a certain way where he's very ethical, very moral, very um, literal in some senses, but he's not creepy, you know, or um, rude or, you know, anything um, like that. There's some awkwardness to him um, due to his, his past, but again, it's just, it's kind of... Endearing, rather than like, what the heck this is where, you know, wrong? Yeah, he's not like where it's played. It's played that way in a lot of other. You know, everybody's not trying to shove him into. Yeah, you know, he was married. He lived a life. He loves his job. You know, um, everybody's not trying to shove him into um, therapy. You know, to get over his trauma. Well, or and all of them do have some sort of trauma that's worked through throughout the series.
2: Yes. Yes you know and it's it's just it's nice to see you know they do they do talk about you know gods and stuff but i think more the point is you know regardless of what you believe in you know not necessarily is anybody wrong you know most religions go by based on one you know (laughs) higher being whatever it is you worship and it I, you know me as a christian i accept whatever anybody wants to how anybody wants to live their life or whoever they decide that they want to you know what is their main thing you know whether you call it god or whatever you want to call it um i don't care you know is, but the main important thing is what i feel about this movie is everybody's respectful of everybody else's and you know it's not hitting you over the head with anything um
1: Exactly. And that's, and they're all, and they're, and they're all like that. There's, there's a very calm beauty, you know, to them. They give you a lot to think about and you really, really come to care for the characters because the characters in their own way are really well-rounded, but they will continue to grow. It's like, it's not unlike some of the other Hallmark stuff or other stuff in general where everybody's already perfect. Right. And I loved at the end when they all stayed.
2: Yes, I thought that was super sweet, because I felt really, really, really sad for him going back by himself, and then they show up and say, you know, we missed you, and, you know, it was super sweet. Yeah, it got me, and, you know, now I don't have the, the, you know, the, I have to watch these because I promised Liz.
1: Right? No, they're good. they're good. If you didn't like them, I would be like, okay, you know, you tried it. That's fine. Because even even my sister Francesca, she's not big into like a lot of the Hallmark stuff. She loves Sea the Cove. Um, she'd probably hate Chesapeake Shores because if we find them annoying, she's gonna find them annoying. But oh, yeah. I was there. Um, you know, we were talking one day, and I said to her she was saying something to me. Not nothing bad. But she's saying to me, was like, you know, you sh- I was telling her I was watching, I was like, you should watch these. I think you would like these. And she's like, oh, I saw the one with the post office people, but I didn't understand what it was about. So when I was down there with her one time, we started watching the first one and she's like, Oh, I like this one. So she watches them when they're on. And then the other week they were all on. So I told her, I was like, Oh, they start in the morning. So she was watching them as, you know, she's like, Oh, I really like those. So these she really enjoys because the people are, like I said, they're not. Pretty perfect. I mean, they're pretty people, but they're not, you know, everything's not perfect. I don't oh, know.
2: Norm
1: is not very perfect. A uh, woman's adorable in his own way. Yeah. I, I
2: like his I, character.
1: I, he popped up. He's in that one. He's in that one with Paul Campbell. And um, oh gosh, you know, we're the one where he's the, um, he fixes the cars and she's the physical therapist. And they go on all the dates to the weddings together
2: can yeah I don't
1: think I've seen that one yeah you have I still remember the dig- it's, it's they 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 will have this it's 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 kind of a ridiculous concept because they will have the same friends but they never met or heard of each other yeah like that's like kind of impossible but whatever um and then it's, um so they decide oh you're going too well and rather than be alone we'll you know go to them together you know um and he's in that because Paul Campbell plays a um a um a guy who like restores plastic cars and things like that. I've not seen and, that one. And no and the guy who plays and Norman's his boss. And when I first saw him, he looks so different, you know, rather than a nerdy little Norman. I'm like, is that Norman?
2: I have not seen
1: it. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. You have to find it. It's it's a cute one. Sure. It's, it's a cute Kimberly Susterns in it. Kimberly Susterns, that's what, is in it.
2: right, isn't
1: it? I'm gonna have to look it up then. I, I, it's another one because obviously they do Starlight Christmas by Starlight together, and plus and we love that one, or I do. So have
2: to, have to watch that
1: one. And the great thing, the last thing <laughs> I'll about these postable movies is that so many series they forget the one before them, you know, like yes. it keeps moving on where their history, their canon keeps building and is always called back on. You know? the yeah. continuity is perfect. Perfect.
2: Yeah, I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of continuity issues between the first one and this one.
1: No, none. And you'll continue to feel that.
2: Yeah. Okay, so that brings us to our last thing today, which is the book review. In mine, I might say that I did pick a, pick a book, a good series that I'm on. You picked an
1: awesome series. An awesome so the, series.
2: Yeah. So the series that we started, um, the first book is called Saltwater Cove. The series is West Coast Bay um, and it's by Amelia Adler. <clears throat> this one's about Margie Clifton, who's 48 years old. Mm-hmm. She um, shows up at San Juan Island. Um, because her brother gifted her a property and she wants to turn the property into like a wedding, um, what do you call those venues? And she's just gonna turn this uh barn that's on the property into a you know, a wedding venue for like parties and stuff like that. Um, they talk about her having a secret, which her secret was kind of big, but I didn't feel like it was as big. But once everything happened, it was but awful, but um, so basically, Margie shows up at this place. Uh, she meets the chief of the police department, whose name's Hank, and they kind of have a little bit of flirting there. Um, but the premise is um, basically a quick synopsis of it would be she shows up in town, she's a 48 year old divorced lady who has what was it, three Does she has three adult children
1: three adult children she'll children
2: did you add <laughs> jade connor
1: e- tiffany connor and jade
2: yeah and um she wants to turn this house into like a place for her kids to come home to because she's divorced she's been divorced for several years i don't know how long it's been but And she was living in a very small apartment, so she decided she wanted to have a house that she could, you know, her whole family could come and kind of be like a vacation spot for them where they could kind of reconnect. And um, she comes back in the process, stops at the sheriff's office because she sees a picture in the newspaper of a girl, of a woman. And the picture in this paper is of a woman that she met many 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 years ago so basically what has happened is this woman that's in this picture in the newspaper was a woman that was hit and killed by a drunk driver on san juan island and hank the chief deputy sheriff has been trying to solve this case this whole time and they can't find out who hit the woman come to find out margie met this woman when connor and all the kids were very young like they were probably still babies and she showed up at the front door at margie in her husband jeff's house to tell her that she was pregnant with jeff's child she comes in margie lets her in she goes to feed connor comes back and the girl's gone the middle of everything she kind of forgets about this i don't know how you would forget it but i get get it your kids are young you move on you, you think you, maybe it might be a mistake or you know you don't really realize or it doesn't hit and she sees the woman in the newspaper well, the woman in the newspaper is the woman well the woman in the newspaper has a daughter named morgan who is now 20 some years old so margie comes you know starts working on the thing in the process hank catches morgan trying to ke- get into a garage of one of the more prominent members of of the society there um, to see if the car that hit his mother or her hit her mother is in this um, guy's garage. Mm-hmm. So Hank, you know, catches her, takes her back. She doesn't have anywhere to stay because pretty much this is a tourist island. It's a holiday weekend. They don't have anywhere to stay. So Hank says, you know, Margie had showed up at the police station asking questions about the girl, about the lady in the picture in the newspaper. So he decides he's going to take Morgan, who is the girl's, you know, child that was, you know, the one that she was pregnant with when she showed up on Maria's doorstep um, to stay at Margie's house because Margie has this big house that has all these bedrooms and, you know, she doesn't have anybody. Margie being the sweet, loving person she is, she accepts this girl. They, they start having, you know, kind of becoming really good friends, and, you know, Morgan's helping her with everything, and, you know, she kind of does not she kind of puts it off that she doesn't think that Morgan is that girl's, you know, isn't her husband, you know, however you want to call it. What would you call him? Love child or whatever? Yeah. Because, you Legit- know, Morgan says she has,
1: legitimate
2: yeah, the- illegitimate or whatever, because Morgan says she has a father. So Marji kind of puts it off and says, well, she must, you know, whatever, it you know, I, I was wrong, you know, it wasn't really her. Um, which if I could interject for just a second,
1: I thought it was dumb of the dirt. You know, it, it, it that was like the one of the one of the few like really like is she kidding me moments in, in, in the book. I really enjoyed the book.
2: Um, I did too.
1: I thought it started off well, it flowed very well. It was a series of characters, but nobody like even though Margie and Morgan were like the main characters nobody really like all the stories you know melded together like there was back and forth but it all worked it all all flowed nicely but I felt that like when I read that part I was like is she an idiot what the frick does that have to do with it the woman came to her and was like oh your husband is the father of my child blah 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 okay why would that oh, oh she has a father well yeah duh You knew the woman was married. Why wouldn't you think, well, it could still be her stepfather?
2: I I think it was Margie trying to, like, I think she really, really liked Morgan. And Margie being the character that she is, Margie's a very sweet, loving woman who accepts everybody and loves everybody. Even in the book, it describes um, how Jade talks about her mom being the mom that everybody thought was their second mom. Um, and I think it kind of goes back to that. She just wants to think the best of everybody. She doesn't want to think, she doesn't want to think that her husband cheated on her. She doesn't want to think that she wants to make everything rosy and happy. And, you know, and I think that was kind of the avoidance of it. And she had created this, you know, bond with this girl. And now she finds out that, you know, because she finds the box under Morgan's bed that has the picture, has a picture of Jeff, her ex, her ex-husband with Mm -hmm. Morgan's mom, and, you know, she, now she feels bad, because she feels like she's, you know, kept this secret this whole time about this woman showing up at her door, and now she feels awful, and she feels like she's kept it from her, you know, her kids, she's kept it from, you know, the chief deputy that she's now starting to have feelings for, and it's just, it's a really bad situation to be in because you know yeah she didn't Margie didn't do anything wrong you know Jeff did and you know she's kind of dealing with what he's dealing with and she thinks that all this time he didn't know so I mean we kind of can just me and you can just kind of talk about the rest of it if you want about you know the characters you didn't like and hate and how everybody fits in I think I know how you feel about one character (laughs)
1: so jade is the um jade is her daughter and she's coming back and forth to the island in the book to help her mother and she's married to brandon who's a total asshole from the very get-go he was written the way he was written is that you knew he was going to be an idiot you knew he was going to cause um problems he's basically um emotionally
2: douchebag
1: yeah he was a douche emotionally abusive you know just was worried about himself and his his career, I thought his wife was on easy street because of her job. Like he was just an ass. Um and Margie didn't like him, but you know, she stayed out of it. And so he overhears Margie on the phone with Margie's sister telling her how she found out about Morgan being um Jeff's illegitimate child, you know, and obviously half sibling to her children. Um and everything. And so he comes up with this plan. And an accident where he tells Morgan that they all knew. He tells Morgan about it, that Jeff is the father, and that they were all being nice to her, basically, because they didn't want her to, and were going to humiliate her, didn't want her to go after, you know, any of Jeff's money. And they're having a party for Jeff in the barn that's being renovated. And she gets up and she says all this horrible stuff, because she didn't know. She she believed him. Morgan, as strong as she tries to be, she's a little bit, um, and it's, uh, what's the word I want to use? Let's
2: just say she has the Jess mentality from Chesapeake
0: Shores.
1: She does. Yes. Yes. And in the second book, the will She, cause I finished it. She is definitely a lot like Jess, but at the end she redeemed herself. That's all I'll say. But, um, she does, she's a bit of a hothead and she just says what she thinks, um, all the time, regardless of the situation, which unfortunately I can relate to. But, um, will stop. I'll be done in a few minutes. But so he he says all this stuff and it turns it's a whole big thing and Margie's kids get mad at her and the chief fake arrests them you know. <laughs> and so I thought that was really really
2: funny. Really cute, really cute. So Margie has that meeting with Jeff. Like they have the they're having a birthday party for him because, um, his girlfriend called Margie and wanted to set up you know a birthday party at this this venue that she's created, and they have this meeting kind of like on the cliff, which is very Chesapeake Shores ish. I felt like the whole island is very Chesapeake Shores-ish. And come to find out, Jeff knew the whole daggone time that this right. girl existed. And didn't bother to tell anybody. He's got three kids that now have a half-sister that have no clue about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Jeff and Brandon can jump off a cliff. Because they're both assholes. <laughs>
1: they were awful
2: awful people and you know and i loved the the connor character because he reminded me of our favorite connor (laughs) on chesapeake shores but um it's just he was just a horrible awful person and then morgan you know believes brandon and blames you know margie and all these people and then margie chases after morgan and explains everything and finally morgan realizes hey you know i knew brandon was a douchebag why the fuck did i believe <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? and um it, it was good there was a couple of other characters i didn't was not real fond of i feel like it's going to be issues later on because the stories mm-hmm. kind of pass on you know uh margie and they get seven, together in this one. Seven or eight books, I think. Yeah, the seven.
1: I did think the um, yeah, I did read. Well, two things. One, I did think that the engagement would happen like really quick. I went, I kept going back, like that I'd miss where a jump was. I mean, really a small jump, but like whatever. So it's like six months. Yeah, Hank has two kids, Amanda and um, Jacob, and. There, I actually did a search on the book, like, and I did Amanda. I'm like, did a, it was Amanda like nice, you know? Because when she comes over to, to visit Hank and they act as run into them, she's like, I don't think you should be dating so soon after mommy died, which I get, you know, which but I, it's
2: been two years and they're like 48 and 50 years old. When you're 48 and 50 years, I'm 41, right? And I feel like it accelerates things quite simply because when you're lonely and you're older, it, it's just not, you're not really that old. eight's not really that old, but it's, you're not like, you can't date for 10, what are you going to do, date for 10 years? Mm-hmm. Before you, you know? Every, I
1: think everybody's, I think everybody's different, you know, um, in, in, in that, like, my, um, Sorry, like six thousand people messaged me. So, okay. I, I think I just think everybody's different, and I understand that. Yeah, um, like my friend Kimberly, she's um, she's a widow. She's um, forty six, so she's forty four. I don't think she'll ever be ready, you know, or not for you know a long time. And it, but it was like just two years, and she's gonna. She also said she's doesn't think when you're talking about me, but I'm not saying it like in a bad way. Um. Just that, Every, you know, everybody's different, and I think when it's, you know, the the kids, even if they're grown and like settled, you know, they they see things, um, you know, differently. So I understood why she'd be upset. I just yeah,
2: I, I do, but I just feel like I did not think that. How long happened. are you supposed to get? There's no like, I mean, like six six months.
1: Yeah, that's a little quick. I was but, I was. That like Hank didn't have a conversation, you know, with her about it right away. Like yeah. he like he just like ghosted her. Like really, like that was more
2: annoying but to you me. i don't know what happened in that six months that's kind of like you know, in the future or whatever. So right. I guess and so I'm getting the next one is um the next one is
1: Saltwater Um Studios, Studios. with and that's with- Morgan. And then the third book is Jade, so it's Morgan Jade, so Morgan Jade, Amanda, I think Jacob, and then and I think there's another one or two new couples, but like people that are introduced in the books that have their own series, and then there's another series that's related to it from one of the other islands. So so um, we
2: have a lot of
1: (laughs) yeah. Book number two was really good. Listen, these characters, like I was like. I said to you i was like oh my god this book is so good i'm like gonna give myself another half an hour then I'm like i have to get on with my day." i ended up reading the whole book in between doing things in between doing things it was so good it was really well yeah. written and and the characters which is very um compelling and likable you know yeah, and
2: i'll be honest with you and my husband know this about me and liz you know this about me that books usually have a little bit of spice in there mm-hmm. There's not really much spice in these, and it still kept my interest.
1: Yes. So <laughs> it kept my interest because there was enough, like, you cared about the characters. I mean, especially, like, Margie and Hank, you know? Yeah. Um,
2: and, so. you know, there's this story about what happened to Morgan's Mall, which you found out at the end of the first book that they did find a video of the car pulling away from the sea, but it had a woman in it. Right. And the prime suspect was supposed to be a man. So we don't know who it was.
1: They think it's Brock. They think that the richest guy on the island Brock, um, this oil tycoon I think he is. Um, but I think I might have got that from the second book. Um, <laughs> and you did say I get yeah. the news, but he's supposed to be like or no. Yeah. Something like that. He's big in something, right? Um, yeah. they He's. they pretty sure he's tied to it, but the car disappeared. There's all this stuff, and the video. The video then showed a woman, and Hank does go to like try and like talk to all you know people, and he's putting pressure on people and whatnot. But he's getting. Um, he's getting nowhere. So there's a and then there's Jade and her husband, and then Jade files for divorce. There's a lot of stories that lead you know go through the other book. Not all of them are resolved in the second book. There's some threads that are still. Um, going on. So this was an excellent first pick, and I think it would make an excellent Hallmark series. It's very I very think it would, too. Not just because it has the same word in it, but it's that type of show. It's that type of ensemble cast it would be. Um, it has a lot of home and family are important. Or at know? least
2: a movie series.
1: Yeah, home and family are important, right? Mm-hmm. Um, love is important. Finding yourself, when
2: you have your your obligated douchebag,
1: right? You know, um, finding yourself, being patient with yourself, you know, and that life doesn't always take you where you think it's going to be, and sometimes it's hard, but some, you know, it'll work out.
2: And and if you guys want, I don't know if anybody ever will listen to any of our podcasts, (laughs) but if you all guys want to read these with us, um, they are all available on Kindle Unlimited. And right mm-hmm. now, I think you can get two months for free for like four ninety nine. Which I we are no long no sponsors or anything. I just it's just a really really good. Yeah,
1: we, we both love um Kindle Unlimited, and oh Bruno, and that um not that I am rushing you, but my darling Amber has twelve minutes to her show return. <laughs> so <laughs> we are going to um wrap it up, and I finished book number two. Um. So Amber is going to start number two, and we'll, re- we'll review Saltwater Studios, which is the Morgan story, um, next week. And we yeah. will discuss her story, with, you know, how, it, how she's grown, how she's not grown, and how the other characters are moving along. Because quite a few of them are in it, or, or at least mentioned. And big, I'm not, No spoilers, but big things happen.
2: I'm <laughs> looking forward to
1: it. <laughs> Thanks. So I'm going to let Amber go um because now she has 11 minutes to her show returns and <laughs> i have to pack for a wedding tomorrow that me, um out on long island in 90 something degree heat that we think might be <laughs> up, like, um hopefully not as i watch my man jinder mahal unfortunately get beat up on tv i love him and so what the heck was i saying anyway So that is the first book in the series. It was an excellent, excellent pick, Amber. I am totally um, enjoying it. And when this goes up, I'm going to post a link to the book so that people can find it if they see the link. And hopefully will join us in reading it. Um, So that is all for this episode of Home is Where Hallmark Is. I know that our little thing says Home is Where The Hallmark Is again. But, you know, whatever. We're just going to go with it. So. It's not going to be a hot weekend. Very yeah. hot. Weekend. Stay indoors as much as you can. Make sure you stay hydrated. As our tagline says, always use your head. Especially in this hot weather where people are going to be doing crazy, crazy things. Like Jason. I'm sure Jason it, will be out there doing crazy things. We talk about Jason. Fakes your brain. Poor Jason. If Jason actually listened to us, he'd be like, shut up. Stop talking about well, me. He well, he did
2: catch he- a fence off fire one time, but we will talk about that later.
1: Okay, oh, <laughs> right. I'm writing that down for next week. We're going to open Jason caught fence on fire. That is not a very Hallmark thing to do. That'll be our new series, Hallmark things that are not Hallmark that you should not do. But, we'll them, but I'll work on it. So um, I'm Liz. She's Amber. This is Home is Where Hallmark it is available on the chairshot.com. Um, available wherever you hear your podcasts. Take it easy. Stay cool. Stay hydrated. And have a good weekend.